0: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Robert Fleming, one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. One of the other partners is Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, who is six feet away from me across a divide uh, because we're still maintaining some personal distance in the office, right Elizabeth?
1: We are, Robert.
0: Uh, And uh, today we thought we would talk about an old favorite topic, trust funding. So here's the, here's the issue. We've talked about this before. Uh, we, we've written about it in our newsletter series. We, of course, write to letters to clients all, about it all the time. Um, and why are we coming back to talk about trust funding? Because it's critical to establishing your estate plan.
1: And because it takes time, Robert. I think we are in a day and age where when people come in to do their estate plans, they want to have an initial consultation. They want to see the drafts within seventy-two hours. They want to sign them electronically. Oh,
0: you forgot to say they want them simple.
1: Yes, they 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 want they want simple documents for complex wishes. They want to see those drafts in seventy-two hours. They want to sign them. Then they want to just tie everything in a bow and put it on a shelf and live their lives which is all very appealing and I can identify with those feelings the challenges is that yeah it actually takes us time to do some drafting and think about the kinds of provisions we want to put in your estate plan whether you're doing a trust or not a will however simple you want to make it if your wishes are not simple that's gonna take time to draft. So even for those cases where we're not doing trust planning for people, the drafting process takes time. The other part of this process, Robert, that takes time is trust funding. So even if we turn around some drafts quickly, you come in and you sign your new estate plan that includes a trust, the process of funding your trust will probably take a minimum of six to eight weeks. That's that's on a perfect day, Robert.
0: I was really curious, waiting for you uh, to pick a time. I was in my head guessing what you were going to say, and I was going to say three months, three to six months. Um, So I think maybe you are even a little bit optimistic.
1: Well, six to eight weeks, Robert presumes that somebody is going to do the heavy lifting themselves. He or she is going to come into our office for the signing appointment, We are going to have a meeting shortly thereafter or email exchange or telephone call to talk about trust funding. We're gonna talk specifically about each of your accounts. And when I say specifically, I mean I want the last four digits of each of your accounts because me giving you recommendations about a slew of different accounts that you have in a particular bank is not the kind of specific advice that's needed to provide accurate trust funding advice. How do you transfer title to specific accounts or update beneficiary designation forms? It's going to involve you you're going to actually need to speak with a banker. I can give you different bankers' contact information. I can, li- I can write letters of instruction for you to take into a bank, but you are actually going to need to do the heavy lifting. So, Robert, for the people who are ready, willing, and able to do that, they can usually do that pretty quickly themselves after their trust has been signed if we've provided them the information they need. But for many people, Robert, what we see is we will follow up after the signing appointment, we'll get wheels in motion. I have a case right now where we have six or seven different deeds to draft. So the clients have come in and signed all of their documents. We're now in the process of researching title and preparing deeds. And then we're going to be meeting again and probably another two or three times until the clients have worked with their financial advisors have worked with the folks who are um, selling them life insurance or updating their annuities. This really does take time, Robert. So I think the three to six months is, is not outlandish at all. In fact, it usually takes a couple of follow-ups for us to remind somebody that we can't actually sign the paperwork that you need to sign at your bank or you know with an advisor.
0: And, and I, th- I think it's worth clarifying i completely agree with everything you've said elizabeth but we need to clarify that we're talking about the trust funding involved in the typical estate planning trust where the primary purpose is to avoid probate well the way you avoid probate is to have everything titled to the trust and so if you have not gotten it titled to the trust you may have the worst of all scenarios you've spent the extra money and gone through the extra trouble to create and partially fund the trust and we have to probate your estate because not everything got into the trust's name. So, that, so it's really critical that those steps be taken. You would think it would be easy, as you suggested it in your introduction, Elizabeth, that we could say, here's the draft, here's the form to fill out to transfer all your, your property. But not only does your bank not particularly care, particularly care for the form that we prepare, uh, it might also not be the right way to do it until we talk through each asset. You know your credit union is going to have a different approach to titling than your bank. The account that you share with your your unmarried partner, um, in order to manage the the household expenses, is going to have a different answer than the savings account that you've held on to for 30 years. Um, your car is going to be a different question about whether it's going to be titled to the trust or whether it's going to be a transfer on death to the trust. Your brokerage account, your IRA, your 401k, each one of these assets has a different set of considerations about titling. So it's really a process, it's a journey to get the uh, the trust funding completed.
1: And so many people Robert who have an existing trust who come into us to update the terms of their existing trust will show us proudly a one-page piece of paper that is attached to the trust that says Schedule A, Trust Property. And that piece of paper will list accounts, it may list pieces of real estate, it may include personal property. And then when we look to see if somebody's home is titled to the trust, if we actually go to the recorder's website here in Pima County, it may not be. Just the fact that you've got a piece of paper attached to your trust that says Schedule of Trust Property is basically meaningless.
0: And this is an appropriate time for us to remind people that we are an Arizona elder law firm. We don't practice in other states, and the reason that's appropriate is because the answer to that very question that you've raised, Elizabeth, could be different in another state. Uh, In California, for instance, there is some case law that says the Schedule A listing might be sufficient, at least in some circumstances. But Arizona has not followed that principle. And so far as I know, other states have not either. I don't know of any other state that has done the same thing. But, hey, we don't know the law of other states except accidentally when we bump into individual items. So uh, that's exactly why you need to work with us on the transfer of assets into the trust um, and uh, and, and kind of consider each one of the, the kinds of assets. If you're married then the answer is going to be different about titling. If you are worried about your child's special needs or spendthrift tendencies, then the answer is going to be different about the titling. So each person is going to have a a little different story. But you're right, Elizabeth, that Schedule A, we see it all the time. People think they're done when they've listed it. You know, in our practice, as you know, Elizabeth, we don't usually do a Schedule A for two reasons. One is it gives people a false sense of security that they've done everything they need to do. And the other is they think if they move from bank A to bank B, that they have to come back and modify their trust with this. And Schedule A is just a list of the things that you thought you put in the trust the day you signed it, but it might not have been completed and it might not be current.
1: So Robert, I think what I'm taking away from our discussion today is if you have a trust and you have never heard the phrase trust funding before or you look over all of your bank statements and you don't see any indication that any of your accounts are titled to you as trustee that is worth a visit to an estate planning attorney's office it is totally appropriate and okay to have a visit with an estate planning attorney not to create new documents but to actually help you with this process
0: right absolutely right and we enjoy doing that We enjoy explaining this to to clients and working through it on their set of facts, not just a website where you can go look up how you should title your IRA, but a conversation about how you, John Doe or Jane Doe, should title your IRA. We'd love to have that conversation. A reminder, we are the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. You've been listening to me, Robert Fleming, and my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rollins Freeman, and uh, and we call this podcast Elder Law Issues because, well, it's kind of clever, I think, because we cover elder law issues. How's I'm not that? elderly, though, Robert. Uh, you're getting there. <laughs> uh, we've already done my 70th birthday podcast, so we don't have to discuss who's elderly and who's not. We, uh, we hope you'll join us again for our next podcast episode. Talk to you then.